purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girls, welcome to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week we have a very special guest with us. She will be speaking on the topic of transformation, which is a topic we have been discussing all month long. I'm super, super excited for y'all to get to know her. Her name is Tessa Hall. And I want to tell y'all a little bit about her before I introduce her and before I pray us in. So Tessa Hall is an award-winning author who wrote her debut novel when she was only 16 years old. Now she is a multi-published author of both fiction and nonfiction inspirational yet authentic books for teens. And she even has a new one being released and it is titled Love Your Selfie. That will be released in October 2020 and you'll be able to hear more information about it as we go through this podcast. Tessa's passion for shedding light on clean entertainment and media for teens led her to a career as a literary agent at Kyle Young Literary Elite, YA Young Adult Acquisitions Editor for Illuminate YA, and to the founder editor of ProceedMagazine.net. Tessa said that she is guilty of making way too many lattes and never finishing her to read list when her fingers are not flying at 128 words per minute across the keyboard she can be found speaking to teens teaching at writing conferences editing manuscripts and acting in christian films so she is an all-around she's your girl her favorite way to procrastinate she says is to connect with readers on her mailing list social media and website which you'll be able to hear more about towards the end of this podcast so i'm super excited for y'all to hear her insight on transformation to hear a little bit of her life story and to just to allow her to bring encouragement to your life. So without any further ado, Tessa, tell the girls hello. Hello everyone. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to talk with everyone and to share a little bit of my heart and my journey. I'm super excited. This is going to be good. I love always having, you know, different people on the podcast. So one, they're not just hearing me all the time, but also they're just being encouraged by knowing that there's other girls their age that are out there living for Jesus, on fire for him, wanting to live a life that's devoted to him and having fun in the process. So I'm super excited for today. All right, so before we get into this, let's open up in prayer. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity for Tessa and I to be able to meet and now to be able to collaborate on this podcast. Lord, I thank you so much that you are sovereign in all of your ways. You know exactly what needs to be shared and who needed to share. And so I thank you for bringing Tessa my way and and for the way of all the listeners that are listening into this podcast. Lord, I pray that their hearts are open to receive and not only open to receive, but open to act upon what they hear. I pray that all of our lives are changed and transformed daily through the power of Jesus Christ. Lord, let this podcast be an eye-opening experience for someone who maybe has never heard of God, has never heard of transforming or taking up their cross or surrendering their life to God or whatever it is, Lord, that is shared today. I pray that it is a first time for someone and they want to know more about you. They desire to have that relationship with you and that they seek you wholeheartedly. We thank you so much for all that you're doing and we know that you are so good to us and we know that we can trust you with our whole lives. We love you, we praise you, we honor you, we glorify you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, as you know, Tessa, we've been talking about transformation all month long, and so I'm really excited to hear your insight on it. So first things first, in your own words, just how would you define transformation? Well, I would define it as a process of sort of pruning, as we, you know, seek he's called us to be that will often require you know shedding getting rid of the old and anything that might stunt our spiritual growth so that way we can grow into all that he's called us to become and really just live the life that he's already planned for us amen that's good yeah just starting off with that basic just letting him take over right yeah and it's not always an easy process either um there might be you no know, pain involved but in the process might not be comfortable either but it's always going to lead to something 
that's worth it. It's always going to lead to, um, you know, beauty. And it's just like you, you um, describing, you know, the butterfly and the cocoon. You know, that process isn't always going to be comfortable for the caterpillar, but, you know, that's the end result is that they're, the caterpillar is going to grow into a butterfly. And so we just have to remember that as we seek God first and as we, as we allow him to kind of mold us into who he's called us to be, um, that he sees the end result, that he knows what the pain is going to bring about. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like as we surrender our hearts to the idea and process of transformation, we also have to surrender our hearts to the idea of God's sovereignty. And right. in what you said about him knowing the end result, we often, and 99% of the time, we don't know what he has in store and what the end result is. Um, and so it's just a lot of unknown and it sometimes can get a little scary. It sometimes can be a little, you know, it just kind of throws you off because you're like, Lord, like, what are you doing in the season? You know, like, what could we possibly be doing here? Like, how are you, how are you working in this or how are you working in that? But if we right. submit to God's sovereignty and knowing that we know that he's working all things out for our good, like Romans 8.28 tells us, then I feel like it puts us at a better place to go through the process of transformation. Exactly. And especially as we seek him first during that process, um, instead of, you know, the world's ways and what the enemy might try to, um, his attacks toward us during that time during the struggles. But if we find strength in seeking God first and in find strength in, you know, reading his word, then he's going to allow the good to come out of it that needs to be brought out of it. And he's going to um, help us not just to bring about the good, but to help us to endure those difficult situations. Yeah, it is constantly a process of just depending on God, 100%. Yeah, depending on God. Yeah. So um, I always love the listeners just to hear it from your own perspective. So could you just share a little bit with the listeners about your own process of transformation and your own journey with that? Yeah. So my journey um, actually has to do with insecurity. So whenever I was in middle school, I kind of started facing a lot of self-doubt. And it happened because um, as I entered sixth grade, you know, a lot of my friends started becoming people that they weren't and started to divide into cliques. And I started, you know, looking at myself and comparing myself to other people and thinking that um, I lacked certain things or I had, um, you know, the wrong personality or the wrong appearance. And so it was during those shows insecurity and self-doubt that I really during that lowest point of mine and that lonely um, season that I began to draw closer to God and allow him to bring something good out of that process, which is the fact that I was able to build that strong relationship with him. And I began to really discover my identity in him and find confidence, not in the things of the world, but in the way that he views me and in my identity in Christ. And so that journey kind of lasted not just throughout middle school, but also into high school. Um, as I, you know, just um, just made time to consistently put him first, then he just transformed me into who he wanted me to be. I started to see myself not as, not as the world sees me, not as how I thought that the world saw me, but as the way that he sees me through the eyes of love. And even though it, it was difficult, you know, during those times to kind of battle insecurity, to battle self-doubt, and to even go through that time, that season of loneliness. I'm so thankful to have that time. I wouldn't realize, you know, the fulfillment that comes through um, through seeking Him first, and through having that relationship, and through really just living out the calling, the unique calling that He's placed in my life. He wouldn't have shown me all of this, and also helped me to um, share my testimony with other girls and help them with their own struggles as well, if I had not gone through that process of transformation. Thank you for sharing that and just providing a little bit of insight on like what a process will look like. Like granted, it's different for every single person, but I like that you showed that it took, it was through the years. It wasn't just an overnight thing. It didn't, you didn't just pop up, like you said, and then just arrive at a certain place. Um, But you allow God to transform you over time. And that's something I've really tried to emphasize is that 
it's a process. Like we could use a simple, you know, or even cliche saying of like a caterpillar doesn't become a butterfly overnight, but that applies to everything. Like most things that are really good that take, that are like really secure and really strong. It could be a relationship. It could be um, a transformation of whatever kind from like caterpillar to butterfly or whatever you can think of. Those things require time. They require effort. They require that something is like time is allowed to transpire within that space. And um, I also, I like that you mentioned that you sought the Lord first. And so putting God first plus allowing him time, both of those things together, I think those work in synergy to really create that atmosphere of transformation. And because when, when you're seeking God first, you're allowing him to take over. You're allowing him to be the priority. And if you can make him in the priority, just like in your spiritual life, you're also allowing him to be the priority in everything that you do. And that, I feel like that makes a good transformation. Like that allows for transformation to take place in all areas of your life, not just here at church or not just here, but you know, in every single area of your life. Right. And it actually can be compared to it whenever you want to be healthy physically as well. If you want to, you know, get in better shape, it's not going to be an overnight kind of thing. You have to work at it and it has to be a daily consistent putting forth the effort um, into becoming, you know, stronger into becoming um, more in shape. And it's, it's also through that pain, through that uncomfortable process that you're going to find results and that you're going to become more healthy and you're going to become stronger. And I just think that's an amazing analogy when it comes to, you know, just enduring life during the process. If we seek him first during the process, then he can bring about the good that he wants to be brought out of. And we have to be consistent with it. I love that you use the, the workout exercise example, because that's something that, you know, most people can relate to or really understand. And like you say, a lot of time it doesn't feel good. And it's not to scare anyone in the fact that like transformation just doesn't feel good. There are plenty of highs, just like there are in anything. There's plenty of mountaintops, but you will go through some hard times simply because you're, being molded and shaped into who God wants you to be. And that requires a little bit of, a little bit of roughness. Um, I use the example of like a potter with clay. Like if you've ever seen clay actually be made into like a vase or a plate or a bowl, then there, there requires some, some, some work. Like the clay gets a little beat up here and there and, you know, stripped here and, and shedded here and it, and it gets shaped into what it's meant to be. Um, and, it doesn't always look pretty. It looks a little messy. It may not always feel good. And that's how it kind of feels in our lives. Like sometimes, you know, we're really excited about transformation. We're like, Ooh, I'm going to dedicate my life. It's going to be great. God's going to change me. And he will, and he'll do all these cool things. And he provides so many highs along the way. He provides so many great moments along the way, but there are seasons when you're just like, what is going on? Like, what, like why? But a lot of times it's just because we're having to change. We're having to, shed some things we're having to add some things on and so you know it doesn't always feel good during um the process not all the time but knowing that god is working out things for our best interest and for us to have a, a better outcome when it's all said and done like that's so worth it you know and it's especially it requires a lot of faith also during that process to trust that he is making something good out of this especially when we can't see the end result especially if we don't know whether we're going to be a pot or a pan or whatever, a vase, whatever it is that he um, is trying to mold us into during that time, we might have an idea of what we would like to become, but ultimately he wants us to not just focus on what is at the end of this, uh, but he wants us to focus on, you know, just trusting him, building those faith muscles as we um, really seek him first, because I think it's also during those times that we realize that it's not the end result that we're even, even living for, but it's that intimacy that we're building with him throughout those struggles, because that's what's going to um, sustain us for the rest of our lives, no matter what kind of season that we walk through, it's that relationship that's going to help us to endure. And so I think that process of transformation not only helps us to become who he wants us to become and have that amazing end result that we're hoping for, but it also helps us to 
just really build that that intimacy with him. Yeah, but I love that you said like we don't know where we're gonna become. Like you, you're right. We could be a pot, a pan, a bowl, a cup, and we're like, what is happening? If you don't know like what is supposed to be like the end result, it just feels like you're just being tossed around. Like all these crazy things are happening, you really don't understand. But when that end result comes, and you're like, whoa, that's amazing. But I even want to emphasize more of what you said. Like don't focus so much on the end result because that can lead to disappointment. It can lead to discouragement because we're not there yet quote unquote like we're not exactly where we we're supposed to be or where we're going to end up and so we get discouraged through the process imagine a caterpillar walking around looking at butterflies and it's like oh man i'm not a butterfly but there's time like give it time give it the process you know and so enjoy just the just the intimate parts and so just as a caterpillar has to go into a cocoon and and spend that season there like enjoy that intimacy with God, enjoy that nearness, that closeness with him, and just trust that what he's doing is good. And you can just enjoy him, like don't feel like you have to do it all yourself. Just enjoy the presence of our Savior, just enjoy being with God, and let him do the work. Well, obviously, it's going to take effort on your part too, but just let him take over, let him be the sovereign one. And then you'll have your vase, pot, pan, whatever you're going to be. Like, you'll get that time. You'll be that butterfly. But we have to just enjoy that process. Yeah, it is so freeing, too, to not focus so much on the end result and focus so much on doing all this hard work yourself in order to be, you know, either a vase or a bowl or whatever. Because it can, if you do that on your own, you can be faced with all this frustration. And especially if things don't work out the way that you want but it's so freeing to realize that, okay, I might have dreams. I might want to be a vase someday, but I can ultimately trust that, you know, God is in control. He knows what's best. He knows in what ways that he's going to use me for the purpose that he has planned for me. And there's just so much freedom and so much peace too, that comes with realizing that that's not up to us. We can simply just trust the process And as we surrender to him, then he's going to use us in the ways that he knows best. And we don't have to compare ourselves to anyone else because he's not going to use us in ways that he's using other people. He just wants us to continue to stay focused on him to allow him to do the work that he wants to be done within our hearts, because that's what's going to help to prepare us for what he does have in store for us. That's really good. I know that the listeners will be encouraged just in knowing that it's a, it's a one day at a time thing. We don't have to rush this. We just take one day with God and then the next day and the next day after that. And we just see the process take place day by day. That's really good. Right. So throughout this month, we've been talking about different components of transformation. And one of the weeks we talked about conforming versus transforming. And I used the verse of Romans 12 to do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that was the main verse that we used for that week. So how would you encourage the listeners who either have heard that podcast or um, maybe will go back and listen? What's some good encouragement for them as they're trying to not conform to this world around them? I would say to renew your mind with the word, like what that scripture says, and allow him to transform the way that we think and to allow him to influence us more than we allow the world to transform us. And the only way that that can happen is by taking effort on our own parts, because we're constantly surrounded by the world. So we need to be intentional about not surrounding ourselves so much with the things of this world and make the time to consume more of God's word. So that way our minds can be completely renewed and transformed the way that he wants it to be. And that way we can see from his perspective. And so that our thoughts and our actions align more with what his will is rather than what the enemy's will is. And rather than allowing the enemy to influence us in the ways of the world, he, you know, the enemy has a goal and that is to initially destroy. So we need to be opposed to that. And the only way that we can do that, the only way we can desire what God desires is by just seeking him first, putting in that time and allowing him, allowing his word to um, 
you know, just to transform us. And so, so many times, like even when it comes to my own insecurity that I've battled throughout my life, a lot of the time that was because I wasn't putting in that time to seek God first. And I wasn't putting in the time to feed on his word. And as I did that, then my mind started to think, you know, be filled with insecurities and self-doubt because it wasn't, it wasn't receiving the light of God's word. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't being transformed by his truth. It was being more willing to um, adapt to the lies of the world, world rather than the truth of God's word. Well, I think sometimes we complicate it, right? We make it so much bigger than it is or so much more complex than it really is. And so when we think it's so complicated, we're less likely to do it. And it's not that it just, oh, just don't conform to the world, duh, the end. But in the sense of like, don't make it this, oh my gosh, am I conforming? Am I not? Am I conforming? Am I not? Do exactly what you say and say, let your default thinking be of things that are him, things that are truth, things that are of God. Let that be your default thinking. Everything else falls in a place where it should, but don't get so caught up in trying to, you know, just overcomplicate it. Us girls, we love to overcomplicate things. Just the simplest of things become overcomplicated. And then it's like, you know, I didn't even have to be that way. And so the same thing goes with God. Like God is a lot more simpler than we think. Now he is holy. He's, he's complex in himself, like in his being. But in the sense of like our relationship with him, it doesn't have to be as complex as we, as we think. We seek him daily. Everything else falls into place. When you seek him, you're allowing him to start working on you. You allow for surrender to happen. You also allow for him to speak to you and show you what's next. He shows you things that need to be changed. He shows you things that need to be added or adjusted. All of that takes place simply with spending time with him and praying and developing that relationship with him. And that intimacy, that connection with him breeds an atmosphere for transformation. Right. And also, I'd like to add too that it, it starts on the inside. So if we want to you know, make decisions that are pleasing to God rather than um, decisions that kind of blend in with the world around us, then it starts by first as we're talking about, you know, seeking his word or seeking him first and reading his word. Um, because as we do that, then our thoughts and our actions and our decisions are going to adapt themselves to his truth. Um, and you know, the saying is true also that you are what you eat. So if we are constantly, you know, consuming that the things of the world more than, you know, God's word, then we're not going to have the spiritual we're not going to have the strength that we need to stand strong. And we're going to instead produce things, produce actions and produce fruit that blends more with the world rather than with what God's will is for us. So that's why we just have to be intentional about making that time and just realizing that it's not a legalistic thing. It really, it begins with being mindful about what you're consuming and realizing that God's will for us it, if we want to know what that will is, make time to feed on his word. Yeah, I love that you said that it starts on the inside. So many times I feel like we just, like I'm really, really honing in on the fact that it's, an, it's not an overnight process. It's a journey. And because I think that when we hear transformation, we think of like a Transformers car or something off the movie that can easily just boop, 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 boop. And now it's something completely different. And we expect that that's how it's supposed to be in our life. And it's not, it is a daily thing. It's a journey. It's a process. We're all in a process of transformation in one way or the other. And my goal is simply to get you to the point of surrendering to transformation. A lot of times we just, we think it's too hard or we think it's too much, or it's just not for us right now or whatever the case is. And we miss out on so much. And we don't get to be exactly who God has called us to be because we won't surrender to him beginning that transformation process in our lives. And so just like Tessa said, for anyone that's listening, know that it starts on the inside. It's not going to be this magic thing that happens overnight and you wake up a completely different person, but it does have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is on the inside. Now your actions to begin that process are external actions in the sense of deciding to spend time with God, deciding to devote time to him, 
deciding to go through prayer. And those external actions begin an internal transformation, which will then spread to all areas of your life. And so people will begin to see that change, but it's not because, oh, all of a sudden you change your hair color or all of a sudden, I don't know, you started wearing all black or all white or whatever. It's because you began to change from within and people notice. People notice that you're not gossiping like you used to. You're not cursing everybody out like you used to. You're not, you know, um, you're beginning to forgive those who you never thought you would forgive. Like all these internal things that happen because you've decided to one, surrender to God and two, allow him to begin that work in you. And our culture often, you know, expects things to happen fast. And we're used to three minute YouTube videos. We're used to having, you know, fast food and having things within a click of a button on our phones. But if we really want to become who God has called us to be and to live the life that he's called us to be, we need to continuously, we need to realize that it's not going to be an instantaneous thing, that it just comes through building those spiritual muscles day by day. And as you were saying, it's a decision we have to make every day. And we need to carve out time in our schedules to really have that quiet time to, to pray and to listen to his heart and to feed off of his word. So that way we can become spirit, spiritually strong. And as we grow those muscles over time, we will be able to more easily resist the things of the world to be able to resist the um, temptations of the enemy or, and resist um, adapting to the ways of the world because we have gained spiritual muscles that can only be, be built through that continuous devotion, that continuous time of some, with and, and through feeding on his word. Yeah, that you hit it. You said it all. Like we, we're a microwave society. You know, we always just think that everything has to happen so quick. And when it doesn't, we give up. And we're not used to it. I mean, and I fall victim to that too with certain areas. Like if I'm hungry and the McDonald's drive through line, or I don't need McDonald's, but like if the, I don't know, Chipotle drive through line or the Whataburger drive line is too long, I get out the line and too long, maybe 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. But if I were to cook at my house, 10 minutes is like easy. Like 10 minutes cooking, it's like, oh, that was so fast. But it's because we have a certain mindset depending on where we go. If I go to Chipotle, if I go to Waterburger, I'm expecting to be out in five minutes. Chick-fil-A, I'm expecting to be out in two. Like, in and out, zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> in and out. Right, in and out. Like, I'm ready to go. But cooking, I automatically switch my thinking. And now I'm saying, okay, if I'm cooking 30 minutes at least, like, just to start things off. And that's okay. But it's just a mindset change. And so it's we have to ask ourselves, what is our mindset towards transformation? What is our mindset toward God? What is our mindset towards our relationship with him? Do we think that our God is just a instant message, like text message kind of God? Or are we willing to talk on the phone with him? Are we willing to have those FaceTime conversations? You know, like, how deep are we willing to go with this? Like, are we going to just settle? And I use this in a podcast a while back. Um, are we going to settle for like a microwave Jesus or a crock pot Jesus? Like, that's kind of how I broke it down microwave five minutes the food's okay it's cool but there's something about getting some food out of a crock pot a slow cooker or like the meat's falling off the bone like it's so tender it's taking that time to really just marinate and really get good and so we have to ask ourselves what are we willing to settle for am i willing to have just this microwave society kind of relationship with god like well you didn't move fast enough so i'm out you didn't transform me fast enough so i'm out i'm not a completely different person the next day. So I'm out or I don't like being here. So I'm out, you know, or are we willing to stick it out? Are we willing to, to have that slow cooker kind of intimacy where we really just slow down and take the time. And like you said, maybe watch more than a three minute video about God, maybe sit down and watch a sermon, spend some time with the Lord, make it more than now. Granted, there is a time and space for everything. And if people are just starting out, they may just do daily devotionals or daily verses but maybe make it more than a verse of the day read a chapter read a couple chapters like spend more than two time two minutes in prayer like sit down and really pray like we have to ask ourselves how bad we do we want this transformation in our lives how bad do we want intimacy with god how bad do we want a good relationship with him because if we're if we're really wanting it if we're ready if we're going for it it's going to take a little bit out of us 
going to take a little time, but it's worth it. Yeah. And also realize too, that this time, even though you might not see the harvest immediately, you can, you can trust that you are planting seeds that will begin to see the harvest when the time is right and when it's God's time. But that just because you can't see it immediately doesn't mean that you're not putting in the work that needs to be done, that you're not preparing the fields because it, reading through spending time with him through reading his words you are preparing your fields where you are planting seeds and you might not know exactly what it will look like but God knows the end results and he knows what kinds of harvest that he is preparing you to reap and and so just keeping that analogy in mind too that it's not going to be an instantaneous harvest but through the consistent daily work of planting those seeds of preparing the grounds and just allowing um you know, the harvest is going to be worth it. Yeah, that's so good. And that's that's a good encouragement to me. And I'm, I know for others as well, just knowing that harvest season is worth it. And what we come out looking like is way better than what we could have ever imagined. And it's needed. It's necessary. It's You're going to be bomb. You're going to be popping. <laughs> you're going to be doing all the things that you weren't doing before because you weren't allowing God to take over. So it's like, really, just, just let God work. Right. At work and on all the things. Every area, just yeah. let them work. Even if it's uncomfortable. <laughs> even if. even I feel like we got to say that again. Even if it's uncomfortable. Because some people are like, yeah. And then you say uncomfortable, they're like, no. <laughs> because along with, going back to with what you said, along with being a microwave society, we're also so self-centered and also so comfort-centered. Do what makes you happy. That's like what everyone yeah. said. I'm like, no, because what makes me happy may not be what God wants for my life. It, it may not even be something sinful, but it just may not be what God wants for my life. If I need, if I need to move to a new job or a new school or a new you know, career, even if something makes me happy, I need to go with what God wants for my life. Because where, if I go where God wants me, if I'm doing what God wants me to do, that's where I find true joy anyway, not just temporary happiness. That's a whole nother topic in itself. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're just so comfort centered. We have to make it all about us. We have to feel, especially in the United States, we're very, we're very blessed. But along with that, a lot of times we're very privileged and we don't know what it's like to suffer. We don't know what it's like to endure hard times. And when they come, we just run from them because we can't, we're, we're not willing to stick it out. And so as soon as we're stripped from our comfort, our comfort in the transformation process, we just run. We're like, no, I thought it was going to be all fun. And this is not what I want. Like God is making me forgive the person I never want to forgive. This hurts too much. I'm out. Or God is calling me to restore a relationship with someone. I didn't think I ever wanted to see again in my life. I'm out. This is too much. Or whatever the case is, you fill in the blank with whatever is a hard thing that God is calling you to do or asking of you. We get, we just get, we run from it. We are like, this, this was cool, but no. Like, and if you think about it, let's go back to the caterpillar butterfly analogy. If all the caterpillars got into a cocoon face and was like, ew, this is sticky, this is messy. I don't, I don't like this. I'm out. There would be no butterflies. Like, there just wouldn't be. And so, and we appreciate butterflies. We love looking at them. We like let, let them land on our finger and all that. But there wouldn't be any if everyone aborted the process if every caterpillar were like, no, I can't do this. This is too much. Or you can think about whatever. Like, imagine your most famous preacher or your, your favorite uh, podcaster to listen to or your favorite preacher, your, the church that you go to. There wouldn't be any of that if someone had aborted the process along the way. Well, whoever you look up to, whoever you sit under for leadership or sit under for ministry, they had to go through a serious transformation process. And they still are in their own way. But they had to go through a process to get to where they are to lead others or to be an example to others. And so they didn't give up, you know, they stayed the course. They may have had hard times. They may have thought about it and they may have given up and gotten back on their feet and got back at it, but they wouldn't be where they are if they had quit during their process. And so I want to ask and challenge anyone that's listening. What are you going to be aborting if you give up on your transformation process? What will not be in this world that's needed if you give up on your transformation process? Some, some of you may know it already. You can immediately know it comes to mind of that one thing you're like, yeah, I know God's called me to that. 
it's terrifying, but I know he's called me to it. I'm right there with you. God has called me to things that he showed me. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is, oh, man, this is a lot. Like, how is this going to happen? And I'll be completely honest. There's definitely times where I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this. <laughs> but the Lord gives me grace. He gives me strength to keep going and be able to get to where he needs me to go. And that's how it was for my transformation process. There was a lot of stripping. There was stripping of my pride and my image. And really, there was a lot of humility that was placed upon me or I was dragged through humility. <laughs> and um, I needed that season. I needed all those things to take place. Um, and it's not that, oh, I've just arrived somewhere, but the Lord has gotten me to this point all by the grace of God. And I just look back and I think of what would have not been, like Christian Girls Pop would not be a thing. Bible studies would not be a thing. There would have been so much that wouldn't have been, and it's not to brag or it's not like that at all, but it's simply to say, I stayed the course and so can you. I went through a process of transformation and so can you. Tessa went through a process of transformation and she wants to encourage you that you can do the same. And so just a good reminder for anyone listening that we have to stay the course. We have to let God work. We have to be uncomfortable for a season. And that's okay because there are others that are depending on the transformational period that we're going through right now. I love that. That is so true. And the thing is, we look up to these Christian authors and these Christian, you know, speakers, and we think that we just want to be like them someday. And mm-hmm. we don't see the struggle that they went through. We don't see the seasons when they were desperate, when they were crying out to God. And but it was during those seasons, those hardships, as they sought God first, that He was building character within them, character traits that they He knows that they have to have that are necessary for the ministry that he has in store for them. And also it's during those times as they seek him first, that he can help them to um, use what they learned during that time to minister to other people, just as I do now with my own journey of transformation. And really the whole Bible is filled with stories that illustrate this. And if you think about it, you know, Joseph of many colors, he obviously was not in a comfortable situation having to be in prison for so many years and but he still put God first and he and he still embraced the uncomfortable situation trusting that you know God could make good out of it and that it was still leading to the calling that he had placed on his life yeah. and and he had already had a sneak peek of that calling in, the, in his dreams beforehand right. so he just hanging on to those and it's through you know being faithful to God that that God was able to lead him out of that and to bring him in a position that he never would have even imagined to be possible. And it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't gone through that uncomfortable season. And so we just have to remember that if we truly want to live the life that God has called us to live, then we need to realize that these uncomfortable situations are going to be inevitable, but we can allow good to come out of it as we seek him first and Knowing that there are stories in the Bible that relate to exactly what you've gone through, that alone is just, it's already encouraging because you know that at least one other person has gone through it, at least one. Sometimes we think that we're the only ones, that we're forgotten, we're alone, that no one else has ever gone through something like this. But time and time again, it's shown through scripture and especially through Jesus's example while he was here on earth that he went through so much so one that he could show how much he loves us but also to show us that he understands and that he sees us and that we're not alone because he's gone through it himself and then others have too like you mentioned joseph he definitely went through a huge transformational period and there were hard times he went from a pit to a prison but then he ended up in a palace and so we always have to remember like there's there's so much that comes from that and you know, what would, what would it have been for him to make it to the palace if he wasn't ready, if his character wasn't developed? Because God did some things in his life while he was in prison. Yes, he used them to minister to other people, but God was working on him too. And so it doesn't mean that you'll end up in a pit or a prison, but sometimes it feels like that in certain areas of our life. We're like, man, like, how did I get here? Like, where are my friends? Where's my family? Where's everyone else? I was like, now I'm choosing God and everyone's gone. Like, what happened and we have to just remember that God is developing something in us and that was something that encouraged me like I would hear um 
different pastors and preachers, especially the ones that like I follow on a regular basis, preach different sermons about just like the Lord developing things in you and developing your character. And that's allowed me to be able to stay the course when I, I guess when I wouldn't have, or wouldn't have wanted to, um, just knowing that, okay, like this is rough, but let me see what God is doing in this. Mm -hmm. And so I have been trained and I try to as best as possible to when hard times come, Lord, what are you trying to show me in this? What are you trying to teach me in this? Because there's always something there. There's always something that he's trying to develop in us. But we have to ask ourselves, what will it be? What will we be willing to submit to? What are we willing to allow God to take us through? And then when he shows us like, oh, I did that so I can strip you from your pride. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Um, or whatever it is, like, that's literally been my life. Um, or, you know, like, oh, I took you out of that relationship because you're making it more of an idol than me. And I need you to understand what it's like to make me number one priority. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that makes more sense. So if there's hard times that you're enduring, if there's seasons that you're in right now where you're just like, this is really rough. Like, I can't understand what will be happening. Ask the Lord, what can I find in this? What are you trying to show me in this? It may be the hardest of seasons for you, but there is something that is being developed. There is something that is being built, constructed, and you need that for wherever God has taken you next. Um, a lot of times he lays a foundation in our transformational seasons. Mm -hmm. Because we need that for the next thing. He works on our character now so that it can sustain us for later. And it kind of reminds me of um, Karate Kid. I don't know that story too well, but I do remember yeah. the time whenever the trainer has him doing certain, you know, washing the cars. And he tells him, you know, to keep washing the cars. The boy doesn't understand why he's having strokes a certain way or whatever. But But eventually he looks back and sees it wasn't, what it may have looked like to him in that moment. He, he was confused at that time, but he looks back and realized, okay, so that, that is why he had me doing that was whatever it is. I haven't watched that movie in forever, but yeah. I just love that analogy because it's so true with what the way that God trains us often too. But the whole thing is we're going to have to be trained being blind sometimes, not seeing what's on the other side of this season but that's where faith comes in. And sometimes, you know, that's why God allows us to go through these times just so we can trust that he's the author of our story. He knows the beginning to the end, even when we can't see, even when we have no idea what's going to be on the other side of the suffering. He wants us not to live by sight, but to live by faith. First of all, I love Karate Kid. <laughs> and I actually have watched it recently because my younger siblings want it too. Um, and yeah. I guess you're referring to like the wax on, wax off, how he makes yeah, it. Yeah. So he makes him do it over and over again. That is such a good analogy because just as he was so confused as to like, why in the world could we be doing this? Like, what does this have to do with anything? Sometimes we'll look at different seasons in our lives. Now, granted, some seasons we get ourselves into. So let me put full disclaimer on that. We put ourselves into some stuff. But other times we're like, like, wait, like, what, why? Like, how could this possibly be helping me in the future? And, and so he takes you through certain things. He allows you to experience a certain thing here or go through certain situations there. And you're like, how could this possibly have anything to do with my calling how what does this have to do with anything but then you see later on he needs to lay those foundational principles the situations are blessings in disguise they are training seasons in disguise they are developing and building and creating things in you that may not have been there or may have been dormant and needed to be awakened and now you're able to walk into that new season carrying what god brought to you from your last season and now you're able to bring that into your next into your next and so on and so forth. We need this transformational season so that God can not only develop things in us, but it's also a time for us to show God that you're, you're in it to win, essentially. You show God, I'm, I'm wanting to do this. I'm not going to give up on the process. I'm not going to just say, okay, this is too hard, I'm out. Because why would God take you to the next level if you're not able to maintain this one, if you're not able to go through this one? So spiritually, we can't keep going to the next level and keep, we want God to elevate us. We want God to do all these things. We want to immediately be in the palace 
not knowing that we have to go to the pit and the prison first so that God can do these things in our lives and help us to pass these tests. God wants to put us in the palace and elevate us and, and put us on platforms for his glory's sake and do these things for us. But we first have to know that and be willing to endure certain areas of our life so that he can develop certain things about us. That is so good. I love that. And I also think too, is during these times that he wants to see that our idol is not the end result, that we're not living just to be, you know, a pastor or just to be an actress or whatever it is that instead our heart isn't after the end result, but our heart is after him. And during that, those seasons, he's going to be shedding those idols that we may have and the end result that we might have in our minds, he might transform the way that that looks because he doesn't want that to be where our heart is. He mm-hmm. wants our heart to be aimed towards him and towards living the, in his will because ultimately the reason that we're here is to spread his kingdom, to further his kingdom. And, you know, if we hope to do that, then it's going to involve seeking him first, loving him, and then using the gifts that he's given us to love others and to just live in obedience to him, to live in surrender to him. We don't need to be like the world in a way that they are so self-consumed. They are focused so much on achieving their ambitions and achieving all this stuff. Some of it might be to help others, you know, but a lot of times it is just for their own sake and for their own happiness. But if we if our heart is in the right place and God sometimes will let us go through times to see if our heart is in the right place. And if our heart is focused, aimed toward, you know, spreading his kingdom, then we're going to want what he wants for us. Even if that looks different than what he, we had in mind. Um, but whatever the case, we can trust that living for him is so much sweeter than anything that we could have imagined. It's so much better than just living life on our own and living for our own ambitions and our own will. Um, And we're going to see how much better, how much more fruitful it is as we, um, you know, move into the seasons that he's called us to. And as we live out the calling that he has for our life. That slapped me in the face. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Let me sit down somewhere. (laughs) But no, seriously, like, we do get caught up in, even if it's a godly thing, in the thing that God has called us to do. And we know that it's the thing that, you know, the Lord is wanting for us to do at some point of our lives. And sometimes we just skip ahead. We see it. We know that it's going to happen. So we try to make it happen now, even though it's not going to happen for another 10 years. And in that time, we're missing out on all the other blessings that God has for us because we're so disappointed in the fact that our end result isn't here yet. Mm-hmm. And we, get to, we miss out on so much. So, so much. It's like if we're walking the track and instead of us just walking around, we just try to just go straight to like the finish line on the other side. Um, but imagine that there was gold coins the whole way. There was blessings the whole way. But we just saw that end result and we're like, oh, that's where I'm going to be. I got to get there. I got to get there not knowing that we're picking, we're supposed to be picking up gold coins the whole way. We're supposed to be doing all these things all this time. We're supposed to be getting all these blessings in every season, but we tried, we just, we, we were too busy worrying. We were too busy complaining or trying to find a shortcut. Right. Instead of just taking it day by day and enjoying what God has for us, we tried to be God. We tried to rush him and it ended up making it worse. Now there's just, now you're in situations where you shouldn't have been. Now you are not, receiving the blessings that you could have because you just completely pushed them out the way all because we wanted to skip ahead of the process you could go back even to the caterpillar butterfly scenario what if the caterpillar just hopped out of the cocoon mid metamorphosis it would not look pretty it would be like this half caterpillar half butterfly et looking thing like it would not be cool pretty sure it wouldn't be something we want to land on our fingers because it wasn't in its proper season it wasn't fully developed and so such as some of us and then we, now we're not going to get any of the things that we thought we were because we're not going to get the end result. Or if we do, it's out of our own flesh and it never ends well. And now we've missed out on all the other things that we're going to do. That's setting yourself up for a whole lot of other problems to be opened up. And these are things that God was trying to protect you from or prepare you for 
but you just completely were just like, nope, I gotta get there, I gotta get there, I gotta get there. It could be a job that you know you're supposed to have one day, but God says, not right now. You try to show up there and it's not gonna be good because you're not prepared, you're not, you haven't developed certain things in you. And so we just have to remember that this transformational journey is so important, not only for you, but for those around you. As you're going to the next level, as you're going and doing the things that God has called for you to do, you need to have developed certain things in that previous season so that others will be blessed by you and not harmed in the process because of your disobedience or your lack of preparation or your lack of transformation. Right. And it's kind of reminds me of training for, you know, a marathon. God doesn't want to just bring us into the marathon without having trained, without having gone through that preparation process. Or if you were to, if your dream is to become an Olympian, you have to, you have to invest those years and in, in that amount of time necessary to build those muscles and to compete. Not just anyone can just say, I want to be Olympian and then go and compete in the Olympics. There's a process that is involved. And I think it's so important to, to just keep in mind that it's, it's all about, you know, where your heart is. And that's what it all comes down to. If you, if God is allowing you to go through this time of training, not just for yourself, but also for your ministry, then we should be fine with that. If our heart is simply to live in obedience to him and to also love him and to love people, then we should be willing to embrace that time of transformation and that time of allowing him to mold us into who he wants us to be so that we can be better equipped to reach out to people and better equipped to be um, the person that he wants us to be as we um, love people and, and as we reach out to them and have that ministry, then really that should be, you know, we should be fine with that if that is where our heart lies. Mm-hmm. And really during this time of transformation too, God could be wanting that, wanting you to, to transform your desires so that way you are shedding that pride like we mentioned earlier and so that we can be um, just wanting things of his kingdom, wanting his desires instead. Um, and because really that's what's going to bring about the, the best end result. Yeah, that's so good. It's like, why, what is your motive for your transformation? Like, right. What's your motive for going through your process? And that's very humbling. And that, that takes a level of maturity to even ask that question to yourself. But that's, it's so good to really analyze yourself. And that's what I mentioned that throughout the month that this is a month of self-analysis to really look within yourself, look and see what areas need to go, what areas need to be adjusted or shedded or mended or repaired. And also just asking yourself, why is it because I know that if I go through this transformational process that uh, maybe I'll get a preacher and get more followers and likes on Instagram, or is it because if I go through this transformational process, God is preparing me to help win souls for the kingdom, right? Same end result, different motive. And like uh, same end result in the sense of like, you may become a preacher both ways, but then the motive is up to you. Are you doing this just so people can see you? Are you going to be a fashion designer just so you can be in the latest magazine? Or are you doing it because God has called you to do it? Like why, what is our reason behind this? And sometimes we use, you're right. We get distracted. We get so caught up because we're self-centered society. We get so caught up in, me, 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 me. What can I be doing? What can I do for the king? And it's like, yes, I am a part of doing God's work, but I am not the most important thing. I am not the focus of this. The focus is always Jesus. It always has been and always will be. And so we need to make sure that we're aligning ourselves with that, even as we go through this transformation. If at the end of the day, God is not glorified, people are not coming to the knowledge of who God is and and accepting him as Lord and Savior. And beginning their own journey, none of it matters. And so at the end of the day, no matter what we have set before us, no matter what careers we have, all the things that God has called us to, the families and marriages, the the schooling, all of that, at the end of the day, that must all fall second or even lower to God, to the things that he wants from us and to just the presence of him, the the being of who he is and, and the relationship that we can have with him in our lives. Right. If anyone listening really takes time to 
apply these words that true transformation will either begin or will continue and will just be rekindled um, so that we can all go and do the things that we need to do in whatever area that we're in, whatever season that we're in, wherever we are in the world. God is working on every single one of us. And if we can just remember to cling tight to him, seek him intentionally, build that relationship with him, so many great things will come from that. So true. So good. That's so good. So switching topics just a little bit, you have a book that will be released in October, Love Your Selfie. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about how it came to be, what it's going to be about? Yeah, so this came to be through just my journey of, you know, insecurity and self-doubt and um, just discovering who God has called me to be. And because of that journey that I went through, because of that process of transformation, God has laid it on my heart to help teen girls and also young adults to um, come to know their identity in Christ as well and to build their confidence not on who the world says that they are, but confidence on who God has called them to be. So it really just encourages them to just embrace the unique way that he's created them, knowing that every single trait about who they are has been shaped and has been chosen as a way to help um, to prepare them and to help them to carry out the calling that God has for them and so that um, they can further God's kingdom. And so Love Your Selfie is a 52-week devotional 14 girls, four young adults that just really help them to do that and to tap into their potential by, um, you know, discovering their gifts that God has given them as well. So yeah, that is available for pre-order already on Amazon and also on the publisher's website, Ellie Clear. Okay, y'all heard her. I need you to pause the podcast, go pre-order her book. That's super exciting to just know that there's stuff out there. A lot of times people are searching. They're wanting things and either they don't know where to get it, they don't know what's the best one, or they just never heard about it whatsoever. So if you've been looking for a devotional, you've been trying to start fresh or, you know, just try something new in your quiet time and your relationship um, with God and really just go to the next level, I highly recommend that you take your time to pre-order Love Your Selfie so that you too can love yourself and overcome insecurity. If this is something that you've been battling self-doubt and insecurity and low self-esteem and um, just not seeing the best of yourself and not seeing like who God has called you to be, this is a good opportunity for you to reach out, get some resources that can encourage you. Obviously, you go to prayer, but there's also things that God has put in our world and and in our society to help us, including this book. So I'm super excited that um, this is a thing for girls to get. Thank you for your obedience to write the book and you know, pour your heart out and let others into the transformation and the journey that you went on and let others into your testimony. I know that it is so powerful that lives will be changed just by simply knowing that someone else has gone through it and gotten through it through Jesus Christ. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that would be so good. So make sure y'all get your copy. And I know y'all think Tessa is the coolest thing ever now. And I know you want to follow her on all the platforms. Tessa, let them know how they can reach you. Yes. So my website is TessaEmilyHall.com. It's Tessa Emily Hall across all social media, including Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And then my website, of course, has links to my social media accounts also. All right. Well, nice and simple for you guys. Make sure you go follow her. Keep up with her. Like I said, make sure you pre-order the book so that you can um, go ahead and get your devotional going and just begin that transformation of confidence and security in Jesus Christ and identity in him and not the things of this world. I'm super, super excited about that. Tessa, thanks so much for being on this podcast. It was so much fun. We had a lot of good nuggets in there. So I hope that others were just as blessed as I was and that they begin their own process just because of the words that you shared and the stories that you told too. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to be here and and to share my heart. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I pray once again that y'all enjoyed it, were blessed by it, and are motivated and inspired to change. If you haven't already, you can follow Christian Girls Pop after you follow Tessa and Millie Hall. You can follow Christian Girls Pop on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. 
We do have a website, ChristianGirlsProp.com, that is currently under renovation, and we will let you know when it is back up and running. If you would like to donate anything, you can donate via PayPal to CGPropDonate at gmail.com. And make sure you share this podcast. Share it to your mom and your friend, your cousin, everybody. Let them know of transformation and let them just be able to hear their story and their journey that they can have knowing that there's others that have gone through it themselves. So make sure you share it. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first one to receive the next one. And I will catch you guys next time. As always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.